Welcome to Slaking Thirsts, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart, who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. Guys, that gospel we just heard happened here. 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 Did you, hear the, did you hear the word here being inserted? You hear it in the opening prayer. It's actually, I don't know if you really can see it, but they have it in this, the, the text for you. It's, it's bolded right here, right? And Deacon added it, and he didn't add it. It's right there in the gospel. And here, suddenly here there was a multitude of the heavenly hosts. And in the, the psalm that I got wrong every single time, here a Savior is born unto us, the Messiah. Oh, that's what you're saying. The Messiah, the Lord. Okay. Here, 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 here. This is the land of the here, right? When we go to the Basilica of the Annunciation tomorrow, is that right? Maybe? One of these days. Thanks, Rami. Um, you will see beneath the altar, spoilers, it's going to say, et verbum caro hic factum est. And the word was made flesh here. This is where, this is where it happened. This is where all of this happened. Ah. Uh, this is, in particular, today. Today, this is the day of reflecting on the Word made flesh, the, the unbelievable reality of the Incarnation. If you've not been tempted to heresy when it comes to the Incarnation, you've not dwelt long enough on it. It's astounding that the one who hung the stars, the one who's more spacious than the heavens, dwelt in the womb of the Virgin, and at one point was nursing at the breast, was hungry and cold and vulnerable, that the God who banged out the Big Bang was beneath the inky curtain of creation. Unbelievable. God comes to us in the flesh, right? The, the, the language of, of Judaism, we can say, is, is Hebrew. The language of Islam, we could say, is Arabic. But the language of Christianity is the flesh. God speaks vis-a-vis through the body. That's why the center point of the Mass The high point is, behold, look at him. Look at the Lamb of God who is now here in the flesh. Here in the flesh. He gives himself to us in the flesh. He's come for the redemption of our flesh. And he reaches us first and foremost through our flesh. So, as we go through these days, the first thing I want to tell you as your father on this trip is the very first thing that I want you to think about when we visit every one of these sites is I want you to have your phone down. Your camera's down. As you step into a space, I want you to first let your senses experience it. Experience this place first and foremost through your body, not through your screen. Okay? The, cam- the, the memories, the pictures will come later. In fact, everything that we're going to see, there's a billion pictures of it already online. <laughs> you really don't have to feel the pressure to take your own version of the pictures. Let it, be, let it bombard you first and foremost through the flesh. Like, as you step, like, does anybody remember what the church smelled like that we just walked in? Like, let it bombard you. Like, this is how the Lord reaches us. Through the flesh, through your flesh, through your body. Let him reach you there first. That's the first, that's homily 1.0. Homily 2.0. Here's the second thing. I had about 15, so, but we have to boil it down. I have two thoughts for us today. The second is this. In a moment, when we go over to the church of the nativity, when we get to venerate the spot, 
First and foremost, it's one at a time, which is really cool. It's not group veneration, it's individual, your hand touching the spot. Just like one at a time, we went through the door, the door. One at a time, we'll venerate the spot of Calvary. It's that personal, it's that individual. One at a time, the Lord wants to encounter you. And what you're gonna see on the ground where the, the manger was is a shiny star. That's the part that you're gonna reach your hand through and touch the ground. What led people to this place first? Think of the Magi. What led them here first was they followed a star, right? They followed a star and it led them to this place. They looked up to the heavens. Looking up is such an important thing in the story of Christianity, in the story of salvation history. Think of Abraham inside of his tent, heartbroken, sad that he doesn't have any descendants. Think about those decades of him and his wife, initially in their marriage, getting excited about the prospect of being parents and handing on this land to the next generation. And then month after month, year after year, hope was brought up and hope was dashed. And now there they are in their old age and God says to him, Abraham, step outside your tent and look up to the stars and count them if you can. Some biblical scholars will say it was daytime, which is a very cool way to think about it, like, because you can't see the stars during the daytime. But what does he know about the stars during the daytime? They're still there. Okay, so that's neat. Also, if it's nighttime, look up at the stars. Count them if you can. Uh, <laughs> 12? I don't know. <laughs> Uncountable. It's like, that's the point. The stars have played a significant role in salvation history from the beginning. Like the Lord inviting Abraham to hope again, to look up to the heavens and to hope. You know, the word desire comes from the Latin desire, meaning from the stars. Or to push the etymology in a different direction, in the French desire, meaning from the father. Both of those are true. Our desires are both from the heavens and from the Father. I think a lot of us, I'll point to myself first, we have desires that we have shoved down deep because we don't want to feel anymore the expectancy of hope. I don't want to get my hopes up anymore. There might be some of us who even came on this pilgrimage as a sort of like last ditch effort. Lord, if you don't do something, if you don't move, I don't know if I'm going to make it. And we shove these desires down and we don't want to feel. And here's the thing that's astounding. That like the star that, that led the Magi to the nativity, that star is on the ground like that's what Christianity proposes. The one who is beyond the heavens, who awoke the desires in the first place, he came in the flesh and he's among us. He's on the ground. Like everything your heart looks for is him and it's within reach. Like everything that the Lord has put into creation, everything is meant to be like an appetizer that awakens our desire for something beyond the heavens. 
And then the crazy thing is the one who's beyond the heavens that we're searching for came in search of us. And he's there within our grasp. In this mass right now, when you receive communion, like you will be never closer to Mary and Joseph on that first Christmas than right here. They did what you were about to do in this mass. They did. The fragile, vulnerable, helpless, defenseless flesh of God made incarnate laid upon your humanity, entrusted to your humanity. The one who is the satisfaction of our hearts coming in the flesh for us. And he meets us in the flesh. So friends, as we celebrate Christmas, let's be aware again, one, that God reaches us through our bodies. Two, that he's stirring up. He wants to awaken hope again, to awaken our hearts and to recognize that the one who awoke the ache has come to satisfy it in the flesh. Amen. Amen. Amen.